So tonight I want to talk about three things, very briefly, that can help us all to enter more deeply into the Mass, and so that the Mass, which is an exchange of love between God and us, that we can experience in a way that transforms us and deeply impacts us. So I want to talk about the role of silence in Mass. I want to talk about the fast before communion. And I want to talk about the necessary role of repentance. First, silence. You will notice in the Mass that there are very intentional moments of silence. In the opening, as we call to mind our sins, after the readings, after the homily, there's that beautiful moment of silence after communion, after we finish singing that last communion hymn. What are we to do during those moments of silence? As a culture, we're uncomfortable with silence. We often don't know what to do with it because we often experience it as something that is empty. But the silence of Mass is very intentional and very purposeful. It has to be more than just the absence of speech or words and trying to think about what we're going to say next. It has to be more than just a pause in the action waiting for something else to happen next. This is why the Mass is such a gift. Because here at Mass, we are invited to experience a special kind of silence. A silence that is sacred because it is filled with the presence of God. When we come to Mass, we believe that God is communicating. When the Word of God is read, God is speaking. And therefore, our response is listening. Be still and know that I am God. And so we listen with our heart because we want to take those words in. We want to ponder them and we want to take them deeply into our hearts. If they just stayed on the surface as they do in the lives of many, they will not impact our life in the way that God intends. And then there's the beautiful silence of communion. A silence that is filled with love. As Jesus gives himself to us. And invites us to respond in love in return. It's a moment where we can rest in the love of Jesus that embraces us. As we are taken up into that communion of love, which is the Trinity. This is the silence of Mass. 
Secondly, why do we fast an hour before Holy Communion? As some of you know that are over 60 years old, it used to be years ago that the fast was from midnight until the next day uh, when someone went to Mass. And this discipline that we are urged to do, which is to abstain from all food and drink except for water or medication, why do we do this? Now let me say first of all that this does not apply to children. This does not apply to anyone who is sick or has various kinds of health issues because of the need to eat at regular times, to take food with medications. It also does not apply to the elderly, especially for those who easily become faint if they should not eat at different times. But how do we to look at this as more than just a bothersome rule to look at it through the lens of love is to look at it this way. When many of the crowds followed Jesus, they were so hungry for his words. They were so thirsty for the love and the mercy that he was showing that they would sometimes forget to eat. They would sometimes forget to bring something with when he would take them up the mountain and into the wilderness. My dear friends, this hour of fasting before Holy Communion is a necessary reminder that you and I are called to come to Mass hungry, hungry for the Word of God, hungry for Jesus, the bread of life, thirsty for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit who is powerfully present in every Mass. This hour fast before communion, when understood relationally through the lens of love, it's saying this, God, I love you so much, and I treasure the gift of your words and the gift of yourself in the Eucharist that I want all the space in me just for you. I don't want anything else in my soul or in my body. All the space is only for you. That's why we fast an hour before communion. And lastly, a, a way for our masses to be fruitful and life-giving is to always examine since our last Mass, have I done anything to seriously break my communion with God or with someone else? Such that I may need to even at times celebrate the sacrament of reconciliation before I come to my next communion. Let me give you an example from marriage to explain this. Let's say we have a couple that is celebrating 20 years of marriage. 
And they got a date night set on Friday night to celebrate 20 years. And the day arrives. And the husband gets an invitation from his friends to have a beer after work. So he says, sure, no problem. But he's watching the time. And then the time comes where he has to leave in order to go home and pick up his wife. But his friends urge him to stay longer. And so he yields. And then it's longer. And then it's longer. Until finally he returns home two hours after the agreed upon time with his wife. Now she's friends with the other wives and she found out what happened. She is rightly deeply hurt and upset. And on the way home, he's trying to blow it off as no big deal, trying to rationalize that it was okay. And he walks in the door and his wife is sitting on the couch and she's crying. And as if nothing happened, he goes down and sits next to her and tries to get intimate. And she is further offended and pulls back and repulsed by the lack of sensitivity and the lack of respect that her husband is showing toward their covenant of marriage. Because deep down she knows that any intimacy right now would be a lie unless some kind of reconciliation happens a humble acknowledgement of how he hurt her and a sincere apology. I'm sorry. My dear friends, if this is true for any significant relationship like marriage, it is certainly true with God. Those first three commandments that are given to us have to do with our love for God. The third is keeping the Sabbath day holy, which means that when you and I come to Mass on Sunday, we are loving God. And certainly God is loving us, such that if I fail to go to Mass on Sunday, unless for a good reason, like the weather, like a health issue, something serious, if I fail to go to Mass and then I go to Mass the following week and casually walk up to communion as if nothing happened, that would be to add sin upon sin. It's to treat my relationship with God something so precious and beautiful with such irreverence, indifference, and lack of respect. This is why we have the penitential rite at the beginning of Mass and why the church urges us if we have seriously broken our relationship with God to make a good confession or at least it says 
to make a sincere act of contrition with the intention of going to confession as soon as possible. All these three things I've mentioned are based on what we believe. They are all expressions of love because Mass is a relationship. We come to Mass to be in relationship and to allow what we do here to strengthen this relationship and to take us deeper. We're not here to be entertained. We're not here to just get something out of it. We're here to engage in a beautiful relationship with God. So let us fill the silences of Mass with love. Let us make sure that we observe this hour fast before communion with the right intention. And let us take our relationship with God so seriously that it matters when we have offended God and hurt that relationship. Let us take care of that so that our communions can lead to deeper communions and be all that God desires. Amen.